0: Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Frazier Atkinson, and he's the CEO of Green Power Motor Company. Welcome, Frazier.
1: It's good to be here. Thanks.
0: So, Frazier, for those that are not that familiar with Green uh, Power Motor, can you tell us a little bit about the company?
1: Uh, By all means. Uh, Green Power has been around for about 10 years, And we design, manufacture, and distribute a suite of products in the heavy-duty space ranging from a 25-foot EV star platform that has four different models, both in the bus and the cargo van and cabin chassis model. And through uh, low-floor transit, we have a 30- and 40-foot low-floor transits, uh, a uh, school bus, double-decker, and shuttle bus. And we're able to do all of this as we take a horizontal approach in developing our products and that it's our chassis, our build, and then we use best-to-breed components in terms of battery cells, traction motors, and the electronics that uh, go in each vehicle.
0: Okay. And then how do you stand out? What, what, what makes you guys different from the other EV uh, manufacturers?
1: Well, the you know the big difference is that we're a purpose built and what i mean by that is it's a clean sheet design and we start with the chassis and from that determine the optimum placement of the batteries the seating doors and the rest of the configuration and layout that's required for for that particular vehicle or that particular model and uh And and it's a very, very modern-looking vehicle. In the case of the school bus, uh, we have a uh, monocoque body on a uh, chassis that is our build, and as such, it's uh, really, there isn't anything else like it on the market, as all other school buses, including the all-electric vehicles that some of our competitors have brought to market, are all based on the older design and older look of a, a school bus, which Literally hasn't changed for decades.
0: So, in terms of your product line, you have the, the new looking school bus, and, and what other products in the line? Just, just briefly, if you can touch on those. Well, our, our flagship is the EV Star platform, and the EV Star platform
1: is uh, 25 feet or seven and a half meters. And that particular vehicle, we have a uh, passenger. Uh, vehicle that is with the unibody. We have a plus version that's 100 inches wide. So instead of a 2 plus 1 seating arrangement, it uh, comes with 2 plus 2. It also has uh, capabilities for additional ADA or mobility spots within the vehicle as opposed to our standard EV star. So those are the two on the passenger side. And on the uh, cargo side, we have an all-electric cargo van that has a uh, capacity of about 570, 580 cubic feet, and almost a uh, three-ton payload, and as well a cabin chassis that allows upfitters and aftermarket uh, to build their own panel or cube with a rolling door and a lift gate.
0: So I I would normally ask what your total addressable market is, but suffice it to say it's it's quite large. You're... uh you're taking on a lot here.
1: Yeah, um, and that's that's going back to my previous comment about a horizontal application with the with our products and uh, some of them uh do address multiple markets, others are you know very focused on a specific market. Uh school buses of course, that's uh there's 480,000 uh, school buses in the United States, so it's a a, a fairly large market. I uh, the number in terms of new new bus sales, is school bus sales, is about 35,000 a year. And then other sectors that our EV Star platform is addressing ranges from you know, logistics and transportation companies through to uh, shuttle operations uh, for hotels, airports, uh, resorts, and the like, uh, as well as uh, uh, tending to uh, employee. Uh, movement of employees whether it 's uh, you know executive teams or or uh, regular employment uh, employee movements
0: mm-hmm. and how long have you been delivering vehicles for
1: Our first vehicles to market was uh, in two thousand fourteen two thousand and fifteen our Our first uh, deliveries pursuant to customer orders was uh, the following year, and uh, the initial a few years was just a handful of deliveries per quarter and uh, then more recently the last, uh, our, our year end is March 31st so we are just wrapping up the year end audit for that and we don't have uh, published numbers or information but the previous two quarters, uh, ending or ended uh, December 31st, 2019, we delivered a total of 62 vehicles, which included EV stars, school buses, and a 40-foot uh, low-floor transit.
0: And is anything proprietary, or is it just brand uh, name and know-how?
1: Well, the big the big uh, differentiator is uh, the the chassis, the build, and uh, the you know the build to our particular spec uh, that that isn't that is unique to uh, the product that we brought to the market. And so that really is the, you know, the intellectual property of uh, Green Power. Um, But as I mentioned earlier, we do uh, incorporate best-to-breed components, which uh, most OEM manufacturers of heavy-duty equipment do likewise. So we use, uh, you know, either Siemens or or the uh, TM4 for the, uh, the drive motors. We, use, we have a number of different uh, battery cell manufacturers that we can draw from, and uh, uh, then uh, ZF for the axles and uh, several different companies for the electronics. So all of those are not prati- proprietary in of themselves, but combined with our build, it uh, does provide for a unique offering in the market and as I mentioned, uh, these, all of our products are purpose-built, uh, which gives us a competitive advantage with a vast majority of the EV vehicles and the EV products in the medium and heavy-duty space that are available in the market today.
0: So your customers um, are, are, uh, are segmented, it, it seems. How are you reaching your customers? What marketing channels?
1: Well, for the the transit and the school, we have a relationship with a company called uh, Creative Bus Sales. They're the largest uh, bus dealer in the United States. Uh, they uh, they have a reach uh, across the U.S. with eighteen physical locations and about a hundred salespeople. So we're focused with them on in the transit space. Specifically, for those transit properties that are looking for might to deploy micro transit services uh we've had a a number of early on uh, customers, including Sacramento Regional Transit and Antelope Valley uh, both in California uh, that have been leaders in this area and uh, many transit properties are having a hard look at uh, micro transit services, which is really the the transit property response to the ride sharing offered by Uber Pool and Lyftly, not the ride hailing side of their service but the ride pooling and uh, transit properties are well positioned to, to really expand their services and offerings and uh, in some cases get back riders that they've lost to these other services and in a post-COVID world where in general, uh, transit properties have seen declines in riderships. They're keenly interested in moving forward with uh, you know, analyzing and looking at how microtransit services can benefit their property. So that's an example of you know, a particular sector that we're able to go after with a, with a partner like Creative Bus Sales that have 100 salespeople across uh, the United States. And then uh, recently we completed uh, the Altuna test on our EV Star. Uh, we received a score of 92.2, which is out of 100. And in order to pass Altuna, you have to get over 60. And we're told uh, by Altuna that's the second highest score they've ever awarded under their new system. And by far and away, the highest score in our particular class of vehicle. And that allows us to uh, access transit properties that are utilizing federal funds in that uh, the vehicles that they purchase must be Altuna tested and Buy america compliant so the you know those those are two uh, examples of how you know either partners or specific uh, accreditations that we've achieved uh, with the vehicle have allowed us to uh, go after specific markets that in each case are we expect to be uh, uh, very sizable markets,
0: and that gives uh, customers an incentive uh, for buying your vehicles within the U.S. Is that right?
1: Well, not only an incentive, but the funding by the the FTA in general uh, for the purchase for where uh, transit property uh, purchases a, a bus or a vehicle that has been that has passed Altoona Gives them access to the FTA funding, which is typically the gross amount each year is eight to nine billion, uh, which, uh, you know, a portion of that is specifically allocated to for the purchase of of heavy duty buses or vehicles like our EV Star. And uh, they fund uh, in general 80% of the purchase price of our vehicle. So that uh, substantially de risks and you know, enables the properties to you know to get into these vehicles in terms of uh, not just a replacement for what they're already using but in terms of moving into uh, new service areas and new service offerings
0: Are you just selling in the u s at this time?
1: Uh, we have made uh, sales in uh, in Canada specifically in uh, the province of British Columbia. Uh, most of our sales have been in the United States, uh, with the majority in the state of California. As uh, you know, California ha- has uh, a number of significant funding programs that uh, have helped us uh, in terms of moving product forward with uh, a number of customers in California. Uh, but more recently, our product has been deployed in uh, other states uh, such as uh, Washington, Oregon, Texas, and uh, a number of states back east.
0: And how about manufacturing? Is that in Canada or U.S.?
1: No, our our final assembly for
0: all products is in Southern California
1: and we do use uh, uh, offshore contract manufacturers in a number of different locations uh, that uh, then feed into the uh, final assembly. Uh, we also, more recently, have embarked on expanding that final assembly into what is known as SKD and CKD, which is uh, component or knockdown uh, uh, manufacturing. And the way I like to explain that process is it's like getting a box with uh, a Lego box or a box of Lego parts that you put together. Uh, only in this case, we're the ones that have put together the various parts, and then we assemble all the different uh, componentry uh, that then leads into the final assembly of the vehicle.
0: And COVID, is, has that been a big challenge? Is that affecting supply chain?
1: It's uh, uh, Well, it's affected not just the supply chain, but also the deployment, delivery, and, and revenue side of the business. Uh, We went from uh, mid-March in terms of deliveries to no deliveries for effectively a three-month period to where, uh, with some of our recent press releases, we've announced uh, uh, where we've got back to to deliveries to customers now that they're returning to their workplace, as it's kind of hard to deliver a heavy-duty piece of equipment to somebody's home where they're having to shelter in place. In terms of the supply chain, uh, we had announced at the beginning of this year that we're producing uh, 100 EV stars, and uh, we found that there were certainly a few delays uh, that affected some of that production, but there was only 10 out of the 100 that were affected in a material way in terms of supply chain disruption. So we're you know we're we're pretty comforted with uh you know how we're emerging from you know from uh the the period of time that you know we were sheltered in place along with our customers and supply chain and everything else that uh you know we're now you know getting back to that uh, process uh the other thing that we found was that and we we kind of realized that going into covid so even before you know, our, our team had to uh, or were sheltering in place, and you know, we're working uh, from home in most cases. Is that we were able to scale back our production because our, all of our transit properties and our transit business is uh, deemed to be an essential service, so we're allowed to keep open for that and continue to move forward on a few initiatives related to that. But one of the things we found is that you know, in the case of shuttle deployments and uh, and the like uh, for, you know, whether it's for airports as we, you know, have uh, vehicles deployed at a number of airports in uh, Southern California and uh, we have shuttles that uh, deal with uh, the tourism industry with airline employee uh, movement and so on, is that, uh, you know, we reached out to those customers to find out you know, for future deliveries, what their appetite would be. And through that, we decided that uh, there is a number of areas that we just didn't think that there would be the same sense of urgency in terms of moving forward with product deliveries, but we could see others like the microtransit service I talked about plus logistics and transportation companies where they're going through significant growth in support of uh, online deliveries, and having to rework their model to accommodate uh, sort of a post-COVID world as well. So you know we went through a uh, a bit of a pivot on our own sales and marketing and priority on our pipeline to uh, really you know have a uh, have a focus this summer and this fall uh, with some sectors that have, as I say, a, a much higher sense of urgency in terms of an electrification strategy or deploying electric vehicles versus, you know, what they were looking at in uh, the previous year or two.
0: So in, in terms of, uh, you know, let's say COVID lets up, hopefully, um, in terms of capacity, where are you? Are you able to, to ramp revenue if you get some large orders?
1: We, uh,
0: right now, uh, we are very comfortable
1: in uh, having to produce uh, up to 30 in a month. Uh, that would be mostly, if not substantially, all EV stars. If we had a handful of uh, school buses and one or two other products, you know, then that mix might be somewhere between 20 to 25 in a month. And uh, we have option space at uh, two of our production facilities that would allow us to expand uh, where we believe that with a fairly nominal CapEx, uh, for more for production line equipment than anything else, we'd be able to increase that 30 to closer to 50 a month.
0: Okay. And in, Is- in
1: our space or our world, with the all heavy duty all electric uh, bus market, for example, you know there's less being less than uh, 3,000 all electric buses uh, ever delivered in North America. Uh, when I say less than. Uh, you know that number varies depending on who you talk to so having the ability to doing uh, you know close to fifty a month is you know is a pretty sizable number in relation to today's marketplace
0: okay now your production is it is it made to order for the larger products
1: we pretty much have to have customer order in hand in order to build a product uh, that's 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 true for if you're dealing with say a 40 foot low floor transit to a medium or in particular a larger transit property, you know they have a lot of specific requirements that have to be built into the product. They have their software in terms of you know managing the uh, the vehicle itself. They have you know if they've integrated the uh, video system with their dispatcher or dispatch system, then these are all the things that have to be integrated. In the build of that product. And if you're accessing FTA funds and uh, you're building 10 or more vehicles, and there's actually on site inspectors that have to inspect the process or the build of that product. So, very, uh, you know, there's a a number of times sensitive matters that have to be factored into those kind of builds, and it uh, is customized enough that. You just can't build to inventory a forty-foot low-floor transit and then modify it for a particular end customer requirement. You know, mm-hmm. just it just won't work for you know the vast majority of deployments in that space.
0: Now, Whereas you on touch our on... EV
1: Star platform, we, you know, they, the generally speaking, the requirements are all dictated by the end finishing, uh, the seating that they might require, whether they want a side-mounted. Uh, lift for the ADA, which is the mobility or uh, sure. disability requirements or you're know, utilizing it through with the rear doors, and then the seating, whether it's the regular type seating bucket, uh, executive seating, uh, and so on and so forth, all of which we can do at the end of a production for that line of vehicles. So that is the one vehicle within our suite of products where we can build uh, to a certain level of inventory.
0: Fraser, can you touch on the, the revenue model and gross margins?
1: Well, generally on our last uh, quarterly financials that we published, I believe our gross profit was 29.2 or 29.3. Uh, we have uh, had a stated objective of uh, blending all products together of uh, having, you know, and including, you know, whether we, there's discounts on larger volume Sales or whatever the case might be to achieving a thirty percent so our last quarter was pretty close to what that uh, uh, what that quarterly uh, or what our our overall objective is. The price range of the products go from you know where our MSRP on an EV star is uh, is uh, approaching hundred and seventy thousand dollars where up to our double decker which is a million dollars. And, uh, everything in between in terms of the different products. So it's quite a range in terms of the pricing. And then, uh, given our current, uh, burn rate, uh, you know, we generate, uh, you know, between five to six million dollars of revenue, uh, in a quarter with a 30% GP. Then, you know, given our, our historical burn rate up to our most recent, uh, quarter is that, uh, we're, sort of break even slash might make a little bit of money on those kind of numbers.
0: Very good. And, and then are your sales direct? Well, with, uh, creative bus
1: sales, we work with them. Uh, it's in terms of, uh, you know, they where they would sell through to, uh, the end, uh, customer. And, uh, uh, we have had, uh, a number of, uh, early on customers that, uh, Yeah, that uh, we have had some follow-on sales at our direct customers.
0: Okay. And do you have any um, drivers here? Any new products or something that can really act as a catalyst?
1: Well, we recently, you know, earlier this year, we announced relationships with Momentum Dynamics, which uh, has a very interesting inductive charging system. Uh, Ultimately. Mm You know there's you know that makes a an awful lot of sense for you know where vehicles come and go from uh, a particular location, and uh where you know you don't require somebody to plug in a charging system it's all taken care of while a vehicle may be loading up with cargo or you know stop and start for passenger uh deployment not in a transit setting but in you know sort of a a, a different shuttle type environment, and we've also partnered with another company called Peroni Robotics, and they have a lot of expertise around autonomous driving, and uh, for those uh, not familiar with it, the Level 1, 2, and 3 is fairly, you know, it, there's, there's different aspects of that that already appear in a lot of the, in the automotive space, whether it's LCA, which is Lane Change Assistance, or uh, emergency braking where it's detected that there's a vehicle or even a person in front of a vehicle, uh, so the vehicle takes over and executes a particular task, but you know the driver is still the dominant force uh, where you then move through to level four and then ultimately level five, which does not involve any um, you know any human interaction at all to operate the vehicle and I think that's. It was a number of years ago, a lot of people uh, saw this as just being, you know, another science fiction play. But uh, I think we see it as being an essential part on a product roadmap for you know, any long-term EV manufacturer. And I think it's a lot. Cl- personally, I believe it's a lot closer than people realize, uh, given the, you know, the leaps in technology, you know, the improvements and the advancements that have made with, been made with the technology and the algorithms over the last couple of years. Interesting. So those are a few things that we're working on, uh, but as I say, there's a few sectors that we're focused on that uh, have an awful lot of upside, you know, such as the microtransit service, which is really early days for the transit properties and for the ones that have adopted it, being the early adopters, I think it will are going to help uh, companies like ours with uh, future deployments, where you know people realize that it's uh, an essential part of their their transit offerings and and really a necessary part of getting back some of the ridership that they've lost to these ride-hailing rides, ride-sharing companies. Uh
0: huh. Now I thought I read somewhere about a customizable cab but maybe that's not a new uh, product for you guys.
1: Uh we have a cabin chassis. We've got a video on our website and actually uh, built into the ba- uh, one of the back end slides of our investor deck that is available under the investor center on our website and uh the cabin chassis uh addresses a a whole market where there's upfitters and companies that build their own cube or their own panel with uh, a lift gate if required, that addresses a, a variety of different uh, last mile uh, requirements in the logistics or transportation space, uh, as well as the short run uh, opportunities. So you know that cab and chassis the, is, goes head to head with the E450 sold by Ford. Uh, and uh, the the product that Ford sells is for the traditional uh, either di- diesel in most cases or gasoline powered internal combustion engines uh, with a transmission with a cab and chassis that then the upfitter builds out to uh, you know their particular end customer requirements and so you know our cab and chassis then. Uh, is, is now available for those upfitters and those end customers that are looking for an electrification strategy or are looking for, you know, the next step up in terms of a, uh, uh, different deployment for, uh, their, you know, for their fleet as opposed to a diesel or gasoline powered fleet.
0: Are you getting some traction with that product?
1: Well, we have not announced any orders, but, uh, uh in uh, the video that we have there that particular uh vehicle is with an upfitter uh, as we speak uh, getting a uh, cube rolling door and a liftgate installed so stay tuned we'll have more to talk about on that front in the near future
0: fair enough so before we go um any closing remarks something i might have missed or something you want to say why you believe uh this is a great place to put money well uh
1: I don't have time to talk about how the new transportation economy is evolving and how you know the EV vehicles play such a will play such a critical role given all of the other functionality that you get with an EV vehicle that you just don't get in a a traditional diesel or gasoline powered vehicle uh but what I will focus on is uh that in the past you know, the, there's been a lot of discussion on the, man, the money that's been available through various programs, which we've certainly accessed, and more recently mandates uh, that have been uh, where governments have said, you know, the, these sectors have to be zero-emission vehicles by 2025 or 2030, whether it's large fleet operators or transit or airports. But what we found in the last year is that thought leaders within technology companies within logistics and transportation companies are stepping up and saying you know we don't want these older diesel emitting uh, vehicles in our fleet you know we need we need a a path to electrify these fleets and if it's not something that we can uh, leverage in terms of what governments are getting or are pushing uh then we need to undertake these so uh, a real shift on the, the mandate side, I think, is going to be also a driver of growth for, uh, you know, not just for specifically for the products within our product catalog at Green Power, but the industry at large. We are a public company, so uh, we trade both on the TSX Venture Exchange uh, with the symbol GPV and the OTC QB. Uh, under the symbol GPVRF.
0: Well, thank you, and uh, I appreciate hearing the story. Okay. All the best, and uh, stay safe. Thanks.